Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, basketball fans across the world, welcome to another episode of The Dream Take presented by The Dream Shake. Come of all things, Houston Rockets. Over at SBNation.com, Jeremy Brenner here, and today we have quite the episode for you guys. Yes, thank you so much for coming and tuning into this episode. It is our very special Green Room slash SBNation slash NBA Twitter mock, and we're mocking the first round of this NBA draft, and today you're going to hear from not just me, not just Michael Brown, my co-pilot, but you're going to hear from experts across the league with all of the 20-plus teams that are drafting, and I'm super, super excited about this. I've been planning this for a couple of weeks now, and it's looking looking like it's going to happen today. I'm really, really excited for that. We have a nice-sized audience here on, on Green Room, so thank you guys for tuning in live. So this is how it's going to work. So I've reached out to my community that I've built here on, on Spotify Greenroom. I've 
you know, I've outsourced them. I've got SB Nation people and, and draft people. And we've kind of all came together. And each person is going to take their team, their own team that they follow, just like we do here with the Rockets. And they're going to give us their special personal opinion as to who they think they're going to draft. So you're not hearing this like from national guys that just vaguely cover every team. You're going to hear experts from every single team on this podcast today. And that is the specialty of these shows, um, these, these networks here that we've built. And I'm super, super excited for it. So I'm waiting to get a, uh, of course, we have the number one overall pick that's supposed to come here. Uh, he's in a little, so I'm hoping that he can pop in here real quick. But basically how this is going to work, I have a couple of people up on stage right now, about one through ten. And we're going to all say our picks, basically. I'm going to introduce everyone, and then they're going to say their pick. And then after that, we're going to have a little bit of discussion as to maybe why these picks happened, maybe some back and forth, some commentary amongst the group. And then we'll swap them out, get the next group of 10 in, and then we'll swap them out, get our final group of 10 in. So it's going to be interesting. We haven't really done a whole run through of this yet, but that's kind of the point, um, just to kind of have a very chill podcast uh, and a very chill atmosphere here. So uh, making the first pick is the Detroit Pistons in the draft, or so we think, because we are still wondering if they're going to trade back with the Rockets. They might keep the pick. And Akil Hollingsworth of the lead WNBA is going to make the pick. And he also hosts uh, Hoops Avengers here on on Spotify Greenroom. Excuse me. And I assume, I think it's safe to assume he's going to pick Cade. And hopefully he'll join us here at some point to confirm that. But we're going to move on now to the number two pick and i'm not going to make these pick i'm gonna let my co-pilot michael brown make this pick for okay wait akil finally has entered uh the the, the building so akil you're on the clock uh welcome to the dream take so just we said keith cunningham but i want you to confirm it for us is kate cunningham the number one pick see you know i spent a lot of time debating this one man i was thinking Cade. Um, maybe some Jalen Green, because, like, you know, the fit a little bit better. We need a shooting guard who can get buckets. All right, Cade's the number one pick. Mike, you're on the clock with the Rockets, number two pick. Don't screw this up. Well, I will do my best to not screw it up. Um, as much as the Houston Rockets need a man in the middle, the upside of one Jalen Green is too much to pass up. So the Rockets will be selecting Jalen Green with the second overall pick. And the Mobley mob is going to be throwing their pitchforks back at you, Mike. Uh, now we're going to head to Evan Damarell. He is a member and a contributor of our sister site, Fear the Sword, the Cavs home at SBNation.com. He also hosts Locked On Cavs. Evan, you're on the clock. Who's going number three to, to Cleveland? Well, this is going to be easier. and Hopefully the Mobley mob can find a new home in Cleveland. But on behalf of the Cleveland Cavaliers, the with the third pick, we will be selecting Southern California's Evan Mobley. And Evan Mobley goes three. Then at number four, we have Toronto. And making the pick for Toronto is S. Barahani. He is a contributor over at The Score. He also hosts uh, two shows here on Spotify Green Room, Cultured on Monday nights. And then he also hosts 
the Hoops Avengers on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, S, you're on the clock, brother. Pick number four. Who are the Raptors bringing up north? Yeah. Uh, so, I think with, you know, the, the free agency of Kyle Lowry looming this summer, uh, the decision here will be to take Jalen Suggs. <laughs> so I heard Jalen Suggs, maybe a little Sharif Cooper, but I think I heard Jalen Suggs there. Yeah, it's, it's Jalen Suggs. I yeah. wish I had I wish I had the the courage to draft Sharif this high, but someone will, I have a feeling. Could it be uh the person picking number five? He is a friend of the show. He's appeared on the show before. Uh he goes by Mavs draft, but he is a Central Floridian born and raised. So Mavs draft Richard. You're picking for the Magic here at number five. Who you got? Sure. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm going with Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga goes five. And now we have uh, Rylan Styles. He is the uh, host of Locked on Thunder. He's making the pick for the Thunder at number six. And he'll be with us for pretty much the entire show since this is the first of four Thunder picks. And we opted to not go with trades in this draft, although that's something we can discuss, you know, when the community comes together at the top 10. So, uh, Rylan, you are on the clock for a number six. Shout out to Mavs Draft for making my life easier and not going with Scotty Barnes. Or else I have to go with James Knight here. But since he did not go with Scotty Barnes, I'll go with Scotty Barnes at pick six for the all right, Scotty Barnes goes six. And then we have making the picks for the Golden State Warriors. We have Hie Makuro. He is an NBA expert at 24-hour media lounge here on Green Room. So, Hie, you've got two picks to make. There's a lot of talk about the Warriors trading these picks for a potential guy. But because we're not doing trades for this pick, you're on the clock. you got to take someone. Who are you taking at seven? Uh, do I have a draft board? I can't see it right now. So right, it's it's been pretty much uh, chalked up from one to six. It's Kate Cunningham, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs went four, Kaminga goes five, Scotty Barnes is at six. So yeah, so for seven, anyone but those six. For seven, we're going with Moses Moody. Moses Moody goes seven to the Warriors. Back to Richard. You're at eight with the Magic here. You're building my dream draft. I'm going James Booknight from University of Connecticut. James Booknight from the University of Connecticut going number eight. And then next on the board, we have Brennan Nunez. He is the, um, he's with the Kings. He hosts Kings Pulse, uh, Kings podcast, and he works at the Kings Herald. So Brendan, welcome to the show. You're on the clock now, number nine. Yeah, I think the Kings, obviously a horrible defensive team and could use some uh, difference makers on that end and complimentary offensive guys. I'm going Franz Wagner here at nine for the Kings. Franz Wagner goes nine to the Kings. And then making the pick at number 10 for the New Orleans Pelicans is Shamit Dua. He was unfortunately unable to make it today, but he did give me a draft board for him. He is a contributor over at Bourbon Street Shots. And he actually gets the number one guy on the top of his board. He's going to take Josh Giddy out of Australia. So the top 10 right here, Cade Cunningham, one to the Pistons, Jalen Green, number two to the Rockets, Evan Mobley, three to the Cavs, Jalen Suggs goes four to the Raptors, Kaminga goes five to the Magic, Barnes, six to the Thunder, Moses Moody going seven to the Warriors, James Booknight going eight to the Magic, Franz Wagner goes nine to the Sacramento Kings. And then Josh Giddy goes 10 
to the Pelicans. So any any surprises? This is a question for the whole field here. Any any surprises here that might have surprised you? I mean, um, I think it was uh, Richard that said like he was super surprised that uh, Book Knight was there. So what do you like about James Book Knight in this draft? Yeah, I mean, I have him as probably the best scorer, maybe second best scorer, depending on how Caden uh, Green pan out in that front. I think his scoring upside is just unreal. Uh, I think he's going to be a 25 points per game score one day pretty soon, too. So I'm all in on the upside. Anyone anyone not feel good about James Booknight? Uh, totally. And this doesn't have to be. Uh, like, Mike, what do you think? Is there a negative to James Booknight that you'd like to throw out there? Uh, where he played. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I'm, I'm big on competition, especially in college. Um, you know, G League college, you know, if you're playing against higher-end competition, I feel better about you. But that's nitpicking with, with Book Knight. I think he's going to be a stud. I don't think he's going to be 25 points a game kind of guy. I think he's more of like a 19 to 21 point sort of guy. Um, but I'm still high on him. I don't know if I would take him with number eight, though. I mean, I was, I was talking about wanting defense, and that's kind of why I look towards Wagner at nine, even though that's kind of where I haven't placed it. Book Knight was there. I, I would have taken Book Knight just because I think there's a good talent gap there. Sure. Yeah, and he ain't. So we have, a, uh, we have Matt Grimes over in the chat saying, Moody that high at number seven. Could you explain a little bit more behind that Moody pick and why you went there over a James Book Knight or a Josh Giddy or someone like that? I think he's a guy that's ready to help Steph and Clay and Draymond. Yeah, fair. That's very fair. Um, now, I want to get to you, Evan, with the Cavs here. There's been a lot of chatter about the Cavs maybe wanting to trade out of three, maybe trading up to go try to get Cade at number one, maybe trading down to go get a guy, maybe some some veteran help. A lot of talk about Colin Sexton maybe being out in Cleveland. So what do you think the Cavs are going to do with this pick? Do you think they're going to stick at three, or do you think a trade is more likely? Well, you uh, kind of laid it out. There's never really a dull moment with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, it, it's remarkable how a team this bad can get in the headlines so often. But um, it, there's a lot of stuff going on. I think the Kevin Love Team USA News was really uh, not surprising, I guess, but just puts a damper on things. I think his buyout might be a more of an inevitability at this point. And the Cavs might be really looking for some type of veteran help in that regard. And maybe if they do buy him out and he gives back a certain amount of money and they stretch and wave him, they can go more with veteran help. But I, when Kobe Altman spoke with the media the night after the draft lottery, I think the organization was surprised to put it in a way that they jumped up from five to three. They didn't really expect to get to that point. And now that they did, I don't think they will really consider trading back unless it's some overwhelming offer. They'd be remiss of the organization not to do that. But I think they'll stand pat at three. And I've said this on Locked on Cavs, and I've said this to some of the folks if you're the sword that Chris Manning and I manage that three is the second best scenario for Cleveland because they get the better player, the best player remaining between Jalen Green and Evan Mobley. And for a team that has a nice collection of young spot players, um, you add like a nice core piece like that to the rotation and things get better. But hey, if they're able to trade out for Cade, I'll be fascinated with what they can offer. I've heard that they've tried to. 
but I don't know if they have enough to really entice the Pistons at this point. I think it's going to be more the Rockets and the Pistons going back and forth on this, but if Cleveland wants to be part of the conversation, they're more than welcome to try. Yeah, let's go right into that, because that's something that Mike and I have not talked about on regular episodes of the Dream Take with this whole Cade-Jalen swap or the one-two swap. So Akil's not, uh, Akil had to run, but Mike, this, this there's been a lot of chatter about the Rockets maybe trading up to one, maybe trading up to Indiana to, to get a pick that could entice Detroit to go up there. So what do you think about the Rockets' prospects to trade up to number one? Do you do it? 100% you do it if you believe that Kate Cunningham is the guy. You know, if you honestly believe that he's the franchise-altering guy, you cannot hold back in this draft from going to get him. You do whatever it takes. I think that there's one untouchable on the Rockets roster, and it's Kevin Porter Jr. I would trade anybody else on this roster to go get Kate Cunningham. I would give, within reason, whatever draft capital it would take to move from two to one and would be my response to that. And do you think – here's the thing. You're probably going to have to give up two extra firsts, not including number two, to get there. Do you think the gap of talent between Kate and Jalen is worth two firsts? It depends on which first you're talking about. So, like, okay, this is what – so this is what we'll, we'll throw out. Um, 20 – let's say – Let's say the Rockets do some kind of trade with Indiana, and we'll talk to Mark Schindler, uh, who represents the Pacers in the draft, about that possible trade, because I know that they've been talking about it as well on Pacers Twitter. So let's say the Rockets trade up to 13 with Indiana. They now have 2-13. and 13. They trade 2-13 and 13 along with the future first that Detroit gave us in the Isaiah Stewart-Christian Wood signing trade. So do you think with, with those assets, it's enough, like that, plus Jalen Green, is enough to move up to number one and get Cade? If it's not enough, I would like to see a better trade on the table for Detroit because you're not going to get any more than that. Yeah, that's probably uh, if, the best offer. It's huge. That's honestly, a huge offer. Like, part of me is – maybe this is just me like, like hyper-focused on Jalen Green the last couple weeks, and I'm sure a lot of Rockets fans might feel the same way, but I personally think that – the Rockets should stay pat, and I I personally don't think that Cade is that much better than Jalen Gray. I think he's better, and I think he should be taking number one, but I'm not exactly sure about trading all of those assets and giving up Jalen Green to, to get Cade. Like, personally, I think there isn't as much of a gap as other people think. So I want to – we're going to make a substitution. We're going to get the middle picks in here shortly, but is there anything else that, that anyone wants to throw out about their team, where they are in the draft, and anything that they want to share to the listeners. If anyone would like to throw an offer for Colin Sexton or Kevin Love my way, hit me up. Give you a bag of chips. That's, you know what? For Kevin Love, that's worth it. (laughs) I'll give you two bottles of Pringles for him to the (laughs) So. Sounds good. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming up. Um, I'm going to now swap some guys out. Going to bring some guys up from the Gulag. Thank you guys. Uh, S and Evan. Thank you so much. He is going to stay up here. Ryland, you're going to stay up here. Uh, Mike, you can stay up here, I guess, because you're going to be here uh, for the latter latter part of the show. So we got Wayne up here now. 
Wayne. I sent him a request. Uh, I got, let's see, Sean. Can someone send an invite to Sean? Because it's not letting me send an invite to Sean. I think he's here. If, if he's not here, then he can come on up. Um, and then Chris LeBron. Chris LeBron is is not present currently. But if that's the case, then we'll just uh, we'll have to move forward elsewhere. But yeah, so we got we got Charlotte here. We got so Jeremy. I see Chris in the audience. He's in the audience, Chris. Yeah. All right. So Chris, let me get you up here. I see. I see Sean too, Jeremy. Perfect. Perfect. I love when these people show up. Love it. It makes my job so much easier. I tell y'all that. Um, if only I can find them because I'm. I'm struck. Here's there. There's Chris, and have Sean. Sean. There you go. What's up, Chris? What's going on, guys? Good. We're just we're just pulling up. Um, we're pulling up Sean out of the gulag. Once we get Sean out of the gulag, then we can get going. All right. So here we go. Um. So now we're at part two of our draft. We're going from eleven to twenty. I'm gonna introduce everyone. You're gonna say your pick, and then we're gonna talk about the picks. Any ancillary. Uh, consideration. So, uh, first pick in number eleven, we have um, we have Lee Lee Branscombe. He is the uh, host of the Witch Carolina podcast on the Basketball Podcast Network. Lee, you're on the clock at eleven. What is your pick for the Charlotte Hornets? Yeah, thanks for putting this together, Jeremy. It's super dope and a uh, pretty awesome group of folks. So, I'll keep it short and sweet. Hornets need rim protection. They need front court talent. We're going with Isaiah Jackson at 11 from the university. Isaiah Jackson at 11. And picking 12 is Noah Magaro Gord. Uh, no, excuse me, Noah Magaro George. He is the host of the Alamo City Limits podcast, uh, a which is a sister, sister podcast, I guess, of ours, because it is the official podcast of the Spurs website, Pounding the Rock, over at SBNation.com. He sent me a big board right before we came on here, and I'm looking down. He gave me 15 guys, so one of those guys has to come up here, and he's going to end up taking Keon Johnson out of uh, Tennessee. So we have Isaiah Jackson at 11. We have Keon Johnson at 12, which means Mark Schindler is on the clock at 13 for the Pacers. Mark is a contributor over at Premium Hoops, and he is also the podcast host at Indie Cornrows, the sister site of the dreamshake.com, home of all things Indiana Pacers at SBNation.com. Mark, you're on the clock, 13. Yeah, I'm going to take Jaden Springer out of the University of Tennessee. Just waiting for him to get off the board. So, Jaden I object. I, I, I object the last two picks for <laughs> no biased reason at all. <laughs> we'll get to Sean's pick at 17 shortly. Uh, but Hie Makuro back up with 24-hour media. He's yes. back up on the clock with 14 for the Warriors. What's your pick, Hie? We're going with a small forward from Stanford. We're going with Zaire Williams. Zaire Williams out of Stanford. He is going – he's not having to move far. He's staying in Northern California. So now we have Wayne Cole. He's also a member of 24-hour media and uh, here on on Spotify Greenroom. He's also the podcast host of the Sports Counselor and the Everybody's a Celebrity podcast. So, Wayne, everybody's a celebrity, but you're the one that has to make this pick here at number 15. So, who you got? Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, great thing you have going on here. I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Johnson, small forward out of Duke. Jalen Johnson, that's the third Jalen to come off the board. And we're going back to Ryland Styles here at 16, host of Locked on Thunder. 
we've got a sandwich here. We've got two Thunder picks in the next three, and we've got Sean right in the middle with the Grizzlies. So, Ryland, you're going to kick us off 16 here with the Thunder. We're going to go Cam Thomas, get some scoring for this team out of LSU. Cam Thomas out of LSU. I really like that pick. I was hoping he'd fall to the Rockets at 23-24. But nonetheless, we're going now to Sean Coleman. He is the host of Locked On Grizzlies. And he's picking for the Grizzlies here at 17. So, Sean, you're on the clock. Well, after uh, two earlier picks that kind of struck me in the heart, uh, we're going to go need as well as for both skill and roster. Uh, we're going to go Corey Kispert, uh, small forward out of. Corey Kispert going 17. Ryland Styles back up on you, number 18. Yeah, at 18, I, right here, I have to go Singoon because I just think that the talent and upside is there and the Thunder in a position where they need to just take as many big swings as possible. Yeah, that's a big swing right there. Reminds me of Pokashevsky last year a little bit with Alperin Sengun coming at 18. Now at 19, we have Chris LeBron, no relation to LeBron James, at least I think. Uh, he's the co- he's the host of the Off the Ball podcast. And Chris, you're picking for the Knicks here at 19. Who you got? You'd be surprised how many people actually think I'm like related. So <laughs> it's, it's actually pretty crazy. But all right, with the, with the pick here, I'm so happy this guy fell here. I'm taking Sharif Cooper out of Auburn. Loved you in Space Sharif Jam today. Cooper. We knew someone was going to take it. <laughs> I actually, I actually caught Space Jam right before this. We can maybe talk about that a little bit after. But uh, Sharif Cooper goes 19. And picking 20 here for the Atlanta Hawks is Simon Rath. He is a an NBA draft uh, Twitter guru kind of guy. And he does a whole lot of work. Go check him out at Hawks uh, Draft Nerd on Twitter. He was unable to make it today, but he did give me his big board, and his big board has him taking Usman Garuba, number 20 from Real Madrid. So there you go. There's 11 through 20. I'll repeat them uh, as we spoke. So Isaiah Jackson, 11 to the Hornets. Keon Johnson, 12 to the Spurs. Jaden Springer, 13 to the Pacers. Zaire Williams out of Stanford going 14 to the Warriors. 15, Jalen Johnson to the Wizards. 16, Cam Thomas to the Thunder. 17, Corey Kispert to the Grizzlies. 18, Alperin Shangun to the Thunder, 19, Sharif Cooper to the Knicks, and 20, Usman Garuba to the Hawks. So, got Isaiah Jackson was the first pick off the board. I'm going to head to you, Lee, because I'll be honest, I thought Isaiah Jackson was going to be on the board for the Rockets, and knowing how Mike feels about him, I think that I thought that there was a chance he would go to the Rockets. So, I haven't seen a whole lot of Isaiah Jackson this high up. Why do you value him as much as you do taking him at 11? And what do you think he could be in the NBA? Yeah, it's it's definitely probably a little bit of a, a minority opinion um, against the consensus. But uh, it's a little bit of a fit thing. But I also think he's a legitimate lottery talent. Charlotte uh, has a gaping need for kind of the rim runner, rim roller, rim protector, vertical lob threat, pick and roll partner with LaMelo. Um, Isaiah Jackson fits all of those needs. He was the, you know, he led the SEC in block percentage and total rebound percentage as a freshman. Kentucky, who was who was a mess all year, obviously was was even more of a disaster with him off the floor. When Jackson played, you know, they basically treaded water, and when he sat, they just got completely crushed in those minutes. So I just think he's a really impactful archetype. He also shot seventy percent from the free throw line. The mechanics aren't broken. 
he's certainly nothing anywhere close to a floor stretcher right now. But, um, you know, I, I love the fit, and I think he's like immediate contribution in Charlotte. Is there anyone that was picking in the latter half? I know Sean is maybe in this boat. Maybe this question is for him. Uh, but is there anyone else that was looking maybe for a guy that went in the in the teens in the late lottery that, that wasn't able to get their guy? Sean, is there is there a reason why you're so high on um, on guys like uh, what is that saying? Like, I know I know Kispert's not your first pick, but you got him at six at seventeen. But who would you really have wanted for Grizz, for the Grizzlies at seventeen? Well, the reason that I was saying that what I was about twelve and thirteen is more of their college allegiances than uh, where it right. was. But at seventeen, right. at seventeen, um, after talking with the with a few folks over the past, a few very, very knowledgeable, wonderful folks over the past few days, Jaden Springer certainly is a get, and I got it, and I and Keon is as well. I understand why they went higher, but of me personally, when it comes to a conviction of a guy with manager with the obvious upside that truly fits what the Grizzlies look for, as well as a true need for our roster, um, it, it's it's going to be Kispert for me. I think the value there was just was too big for him. I, Chris Duarte and, and other names such as that, and uh, you know Trey Murphy were other considerations. But at the end of the day, just with what you get with Kispert, the fact that he comes from a winning um, you know program, and also the connections there that are already with uh, Brandon Clark and, and Killian Tilly, if he comes back, I just think that he was a perfect fit for the Grizzlies, especially with the value you get. Yeah, I guess we'll go right to the guy that drafted Jaden Springer, Mark. You that Jaden Jaden Springer has been popping up these boards lately, and he was I think he was lucky to fall to you guys there at thirteen. What do you think Jaden Springer's fit would be with that Indiana offense with Rick Carlisle coming in? Um, I mean, the goal right now is just getting as much upside as possible. This is the first lottery pick since Miles Turner in twenty fifteen, so it's been six years. Um, I th- I think Jaden Springer is a guy who is going to be a primary option in the NBA if things work out right. Uh, his year at Tennessee was kind of weird. I know he had an ankle injury for a decent part of the year. And I think that's something that I found impressive with him. He still found ways to create advantages. He's uh, not like the most bursty guy, but he's really strong and powerful. Uh, I believe the youngest guy in the draft right now. Um, I, I don't see how you can go wrong with this one. Even if he doesn't pan out as um, as a lead option on a really good team, he's still going to be a really impactful player. Um, and the Pacers really lack a true point guard right now. So I think there are plenty of ways to work him in uh, in lineups and, and finding ways to, to get him going early. Yeah, now, Mark, a lot, majority of my listeners... I'm going to tell you right now, that Rockets trade makes absolutely no sense, and there's no way the Pacers do that. You don't trade That's the 13th what pick for Eric Gordon in a pile of shit. So That's kind of what I was um, thinking. No offense, but like Eric Gordon's played like about as many games as I have in the NBA over the last three years. So um, it's just that that deal is not happening. I'm glad I'm glad you, you brought it up because that was that was my next question. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so do you think Indiana's going to keep the pick, though? I would be pretty surprised if they trade it. Um, okay. they're, the, they're not going to base everything off the fan base. Um, but if, if they traded their first, well, again, their first lottery pick in half a decade, um, they would have a lot to answer for. I'd be really surprised if they traded. Evans in the chat right now at, with Cleveland trying to trade uh, Sexton and Kevin Love for 13. What about just Sexton and not having to take <laughs> Kevin Love? 
Uh, hey, I already got Kevin Love for a bag of chips earlier, so uh, I think he's off the table, to be honest. But I'm going to go to you, Wayne, for, for your Wizards pick here. Jalen Johnson, uh, he's not the most... Uh, He's not the Jalen that's getting the most attention in this draft. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But he's still a really good player. And what do you like specifically about him at 15? I, I like the the defense upside, the, the wingspan, rebounder. We got killed on the boards. Um, he's an inconsistent shooter, and I know that might upset a couple people. But we have to make sure we solidify the defense. Uh, he can run in transition with a Westbrook. Um, I know he has a, a little bit of trouble with that, with the ball. Uh, and I know he needs the ball in his hand, but we have uh, Ala Westbrook, Bill, if we need to. But we need to start getting some he's – a, he's a highlight reel walking. But we need to kind of fortify people that can grab the boards with Gafford and Thomas. And um, I need – I just need guys that can defend, and he can, uh, he can do that. So He's got a real some, long wingspan, too, I bet. Real long wingspan. I know yeah. he has some concerns off the court, but I feel like uh, – we can kind of, if he were to fall to us, we can address those. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna, gonna, even though he so, ain't took my guy. Yeah, so I'm going to go to Hie right here because I'm going to go to your 24-hour media brother, Hie, over here. Uh, you got Moses Moody and Zaire Williams, which looking at that on paper looks really good. But we have seen reports, no, notably, um, I think it, I read something on Twitter, and it said plan A for the Warriors is to package 7 and 14 and go trade it. So I want you to be the Warriors front office guy right now. I am the call to dump 7-14 and 14 for to get your guy to help Steph and Clay and Draymond get that fourth ring that they're looking for. I think with that 7-14, to 14, right, I think one of the packages that you can offer, especially with what's happening with the Clippers, I think 7 to 14 Wiggins and Wiseman, you can make an offer to try to get Paul George. Really? Paul George? Yes. That's wild. Anyone anyone have any thoughts about that? We don't have a Clippers guy here because they have no picks for the next 7,004 years. So anyone want to challenge that? Maybe Mark, who has covered Paul George for, or Ryland, any of you guys want to take a crack at that? We got a lot of uh, angry people in the chat. Disagree, disagree, disagree. But, like, that's the thing. (laughs) They they don't want that. I would not want that to happen. I don't think anyone would want that to happen. Why would you want Paul George there? But, Ryland, what do you think about this potential Paul George trade that that he has brought up? Yeah, for me, I love it. But I'm very biased considering all the unprotected picks the Thunder have from the uh, Clippers coming up. So I would love it myself. I think that it's only a situation if Kawhi leaves, which we won't know on draft day. And then also, even if Kawhi leaves, Bomber just seems so competitive and so um, fiercely competitive that I don't think that will let this crumble necessarily. I think it's there's just so many guys that it's so difficult for the Warriors. Like, I think they have a lot of assets, but the only problem is there's just not as many, like, potential guys that they can go out and get. And I feel like that's kind of where most of the league is that, I, I, I fear, is that there's just not a lot of teams that are in the right position to pivot into a trade that they could go out and get. Like, I think Paul George makes a lot of sense for the Warriors, 
but I just worry that like I don't know why the Clippers would necessarily do that if they're if they're looking to continue to be a Western Conference Finals kind of team. But Kawhi being out does change a lot of things. Anyone want to throw out a, an idea as to where Kawhi is going to be next season? The, the one last thing on the Paul George thing, yeah, they would be trading away Paul George, and then in that case, losing Kawhi likely for the sake of adding Moses Moody and Zaire Williams, but every pick they owe the Thunder is unprotected. So even if they tank and did things necessary to be bad and try to get good again, they don't have the assets to get good again. So they'd be doing all of that only for two players who aren't particularly that good. I, I think that Moses Moody's a fine player in this mock draft, and Zaire Williams could be a nice swing, but considering their entire future is owed to the Thunder and it's all unprotected, I don't see a way. Yeah, any last thoughts from anyone that's about to go to the gulag because they're done picking for the day? So, uh, Wayne, any last thoughts? Mark, uh, Lee, any last thoughts from you guys about where you are? Look, all I'll say is uh, if there's any team from 20 to 30 that's looking to trade for a former college pro that was awesome, has made a lot of leaps, he's about 6'10", 6'11", I believe. Uh, You know, he's Montreal-born. There's a lot of upside to him. If you're looking for him, just let me know. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back down. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I guess I would just add in, and it's kind of funny because I'm I'm not even particularly high on this prospect, like uh, relative probably to a lot of the, my counterparts up here. But the Sharif Cooper to New York is is pro- maybe my most favorite fit, like in the entire draft, just because you know with their roster construction, like. They, 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 they can easily kind of hide his flaws and, and kind of in, accentuate like what he's really good at. So I think Cooper to New York was a great pick by Chris and, and it would just be like one of the most fun outcomes. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about Sharif Cooper, but I'm going to get our last group of guys up here and I want Chris to discuss that Cooper with his 21st pick because he's actually on the clock. But before we do that, let me uh, bring up the final group of of drafty drafters gm armchair gms guests experts analysts whatever whatever you want to call it uh but thank you guys for those that came on for that second part uh rylan left but he still got to make another pick because the thunder got you know seven million picks for whatever reason and then you have let me bring up our guy uh from the suns and our guy with the nets is bryce here feel free to also request to speak if you are uh coming up here for the last part of the uh last part of the podcast but um let me let me try to find bryce and i think that's all i think that's it yeah uh stone up here let me get stone up here too And this has been crazy. We're making actually very quick time, which I'm really uh, excited about. We've got, I thought this was going to be like a 90 minute podcast. looks like we're going to get this in about 60 or 70 minutes. So I'm excited that we're making good time. We're getting good conversation flowing and hopefully we can end this draft on a high. So I think that's all still waiting for stone to come up. He's been in the room for a while. So uh, here we go. There's Stone. Um, and I think that's I think that's it. I think we've got everyone here. So I'm going to, again, just as we've done from the past two uh, two cycles, I'm going to introduce you, and then you're going to make your pick. 
and then we're going to let everyone make their pick, and then we're going to go right into it. So uh, we're going to start off at 21. The Knicks are making the clock. It's still Chris LeBron, still not related to LeBron, but he's making the pick here for the Knicks at 21. Got Sharif Cooper at 19. Chris, who are you going to add to your draft class with Sharif Cooper at 21? Okay, so I took Sharif at 19. There's a lot of guys, you know, uh, at the wing that the Knicks could use, but this guy is still on the board, and he's he's uh, he's my highest-rated player at this point. So I'm taking Kai Jones out of Texas. I'm surprised he's fallen. As yeah, I'm shocked. Really good I had the double-take. I was like, okay, all right. So, I, yeah, definitely makes sense. Absolutely. And next on the clock, we've got Stone Hansen. He's a contributor for the website Lines, which covers all things basketball. And he's also the co-host of the Upside Swings podcast. Stone, you're drafting for the L.A. Lakers here at 22. Who you got? Uh, the Lakers are going to take Trey Mann. Um, thanks for Chris for making my selection much easier. So that's who we'll go with. Trey Mann, that's definitely a guy the Rockets have been looking at. He's worked out for them. And I'm sure that was probably going to be one of Mike's picks. Uh, but Mike, you've got 23 and 24. We've talked about this pick on the last like 7 billion episodes of the podcast. So you've got your, you've got your time here. Two picks to make for the Rockets here. 23 and 24. Who are the Rockets welcoming to Houston? Yeah, at number 23, we are going to go with Kessler Edwards out of Pepperdine University. Who? Small, small what? forward. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. After watching some tape on Kessler Edwards, I'm a big fan, and the Rockets need some help on the wing. Okay. All right. You got one more pick? Uh, with the 24th pick, we will be taking Dayron Sharp, big man out of North Carolina. All right. Dayron Sharp, I know how much you liked him, uh, and he goes 24 here. We'll definitely be talking about that at the end of this uh, little cycle. Um, now we've got 25, Ryland Stiles. Locked on Thunder, you're back up on the clock for your fourth pick here. Number 25, who you got? Uh, well, this is actually the Clippers pick. The, the, the Clippers do not start owing the Thunder picks until next year. But yeah, I can remind practice. Every, every time Every time you make a Clipper pick, you got to remind everyone. I can, that, that's the I can get practice selecting for the Clippers, even though they <laughs> still own this pick right now. And I'll go ahead and give them Chris Duarte. Why not be nice to them and give them an impact player right now? Yeah, that's, that's who I would have taken if I had the Rockets pick right there. But good pick there. Chris, Chris Duarte going 25-26 is uh, drafting for the Nuggets is C.T. Fazio. He is the he is a contributor over at Crown Hoops, and he's drafting for the Nuggets over at 26. C.T., what you got for us, brother? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on, Jeremy. Uh, for the Nuggets here, we're going to take uh, Josh Christopher out of Arizona State. Uh, he's a guy that I've been pretty high on through, throughout the whole process um, with Jamal Murray out for basically half the season next year. Uh, I think the Nuggets need some backcourt depth, so we're going to go with Josh Christopher here to add to the add to the mix. And that was my second pick that I would have taken if I had the Rockets draft right. But I don't. I gave him the mic, and I support whatever Mike has done. But we've got number 27 here. We've got Bryce Warner. He is a contributor over at The Lead, covering the WNBA. He's also a member of 24-Hour Media here on Spotify Green Room. So, Bryce, the Brooklyn Nets are on the clock at 27. Who are they taking? All right, so with the Brooklyn Nets pick at 27, uh, the Brooklyn Nets need, need a little bit more depth at the guard position because of uh, the uncertainty of special Dinwiddie going into next season. Um, so, with that being said, I am picking... 
Ayo Dosumu. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Out of Illinois. Ayo Dosumu, number Ayo 27. Yes. And then there we go. So now we have Dan Olinger picking at 28 for the Philadelphia 76ers. He is a contributor over at Liberty Ballers, our sister site over at SB Nation, the home of all things Philadelphia 76ers at SBNation.com. So, Dan, you've got the 28th overall pick here. Who you got? Well, first of all, I was really jealous of that uh, Kessler Edwards pick. I was, like, really hoping he would see, still be there. See, yeah, we stole something from y'all. Finally, y'all stole our GM. Y'all stole our president. So, you know, let us have this one thing, finally. Thank you, Daniel, for the love, though. It's much appreciated. <laughs> he, he's, I mean, I, he's, I think he's great. But, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just, like... It's staggering here because I'm like deciding between three guys I could talk myself into. Uh, I will go with um, I'm going to go Jared Butler out of Baylor. Uh, I do know also that he has his heart condition that like obviously like the league can like they're still deciding whether or not they'll permit him to play. That's all kind of up in the air right now. Uh, since it hasn't been determined yet, I think it's okay to pick him as long as that's okay with you guys. But yeah, I'll go Jared Butler out of Baylor. There you go, Jared. Uh, Mike has been, like, gassing him up on the last couple weeks. I was, like, that's the thing. Like, we have not even, like, talked a whole lot about Kessler Edwards. So that's why it was such a surprise. Maybe maybe there's a trade there for Jared Jared Butler for Kessler Edwards. Maybe we'll we'll talk after the show. But uh, we got 29 here. Um, We have a guy. I really, honestly, I know him by his at on Twitter, uh, at Zona Hoops, and he is a contributor for Bright Side of the Sun. I'm going to call you Zona, but if you want to have a different name that I'd like to refer to you as, feel free to say it here at number 29 for the Phoenix Sun. Yeah, Zona's fine. Uh, Brandon's my name. But, yeah, anyway, anyways, thanks for putting this together. A um, little bit surprised to see this guy still available. Uh, Davion Mitchell out of Baylor. I'm Y'all not, let fall. Y'all let that Yeah, fall. I'm not as high as, like, some people are on him, but here it's just a no-brainer. Um, so, yeah. Back-to-back Baylor guards. Yeah, I can't imagine Davion Mitchell falls this late in the draft. But also at the same time, I do see why he's fallen. Because a lot of these guys have just really high upside and very specific needs. I think a lot of the the armchair GMs that have been on the show today have drafted for need. And have kind of just glossed over Davion Mitchell, who could go, who could go as high as the top 10. And Phoenix here steals him at 29. And with the final pick... In today's mock, we've got Leif Thulin. He is a producer over at ESPN 700, and he is a contributor at the College Sports Hive. Or is, I believe it's the College Sports Hive. Is that a podcast, Leif? I want to make sure I get that right. Y- yes, it is. Right, it so is my podcast. College Sports Hive podcast. Leif Thulin is here to make the final pick in the first round for the Utah Jazz. Who you got? Well, first off, I want to say I didn't even notice Davion Mitchell was slipped that far. I just assumed he'd been picked, and that would have been perfect because if you check my Twitter, I've been Davion Mitchell to the Jazz from, like, November and realized that was never a possibility. But without further ado, uh, we'll take – the Jazz will take uh, Trey Murphy from Virginia. Fit, fits a need, and I think there's a lot of upside that's quiet there. He's not what considered an enormous swing prospect, but late developer, 6'9". Great shooter, 50-40-90 splits. Uh, so Trey Murphy from Virginia is the pick. And there you go. That is the draft for you guys. So I'm going to go 21 through 30 real quick just to bring everyone up to speed. 21, the Knicks took Kai Jones. 22, the Lakers took Trey Mann out of Florida. 
23, the Rockets took Kessler Edwards. And at 24, they took Dayron Sharp. 25, the Thunder took Chris Duarte. 26, the Nuggets took Josh Christopher out of Arizona State. Then at 27, the Nets took Ayo Desunmu out of Illinois. 28, Jared Butler from Baylor going to the Sixers. 29, Davion Mitchell also out of Baylor going to the Suns. And then number 30, the Jazz took Trey Murphy. So I want to go to start this off with the Knicks here. Chris, you've got Sharif Cooper at 19. You got Ty Jones at 21. Tell me how those two picks are going to weave into the current Knicks team that they have and how you feel about those two guys. Because I honestly think there's a chance that both those guys are off the board come draft night when the Knicks are looking to pick at 19. So what what do you think about these two guys that uh, intrigues you so much about them? Well, Sharif is like my dream pick for the Knicks at 19 or 21. I mean, if we can get him at that pick, that would be an absolute home run. Just what he can do with his handles, his passing, his vision, exactly what the Knicks need. So if that's the case, if he's there, if they keep their picks, you know, there's a lot of trade rumors. If, if he's there, you have to run to the podium and take Sharif because, you know, he's exactly what New York needs. Play up tempo. Knicks need to play faster. They, they're a very, you know, slow-paced team. So if they can add Sharif, this this would be an absolute home run. And then with Kai at 21, I just had dreams of C- Cooper throwing oops to Kai. So that that that's another in, intriguing you know uh if Kai's there I don't think he'll be there at 21 but since he was here I, I just had to take him I, I like I like uh, Isaiah Jackson too is another guy I would think would be good in New York but you know Kai's you know with Mitchell Robinson with his uh we don't know if he's gonna you know his future you know I have him you know be even you know even as the backup right now to Mitch you know have him you know he's athletic you know big man that can move you know not the greatest rim protector, but still, you know, that can come with time. So to me, those two picks, if the Knicks can get their hands on one of those, on both those guys, that would be an absolute home run. Yeah, I mean, just looking at this draft, Chris, just like from a first glance, I think if this were the draft board, you would be coming out a winner of this one. I think you pick really well for the Knicks. I wouldn't get booed. I'm gonna, I wouldn't I'm get gonna booed at all. Shift. <laughs> no booze <laughs> from the Knicks fans. Not, not today, not today. Um, I do want to transition now to Ryland Styles with the Thunder. I've not called on you a lot in our first two segments because I wanted to wait until the end so that we could analyze this whole class. So at six, you went and got Scotty Barnes out of Florida State. Then at 16, you get Cam Thomas out of LSU. 18, you get Alperin Shengun out of Turkey. And then you get 25, Chris Duarte. So what do you think the chances are that the Thunder are going to take all four of these guys, at, or at least keep the pick at all four of these positions? And which one of these four guys, um, which one would you absolutely keep? Like, and which one would you would you get rid of if you had to get rid of one of them? Yeah, so just, again, a reminder that 25 is, is legitimately the Clippers' pick. They, they don't owe the Thunder anything until next year. Uh, but I, I think oh, okay. that for the Clippers because you just right. have a Clippers guy. But of the three the Thunder actually do have in this hypothetical draft, Scotty Barnes, Cam Thomas, and Singoon, I think that, of course, you keep Scotty Barnes as a top six prospect, and you'd hope that he can develop a shot. Uh, but the Thunder are very intrigued with Singoon. They, I would not be shocked if uh, they drafted him at six. That's how much they love him. And they've also been whispers that they've promised Cam Thomas, and he can provide some much-needed offense for an offense that was historically bad last year. And 
the Thunder could theoretically take all three guys into camp and into next season and with their rookie contract because they have the ability to clear up any roster spot they want to outside of about five so that they have the flexibility, they have the non-guaranteed contracts, and they have the open available spots to keep all of them. But if one was going to go, I personally would let go of Singoon and keep Barnes and keep uh, Cam Thomas because of their need offensively. Yeah, I want to now transition uh, to to Phoenix here, uh, to Mr. Brand and Mr. Zona over here. I want to maybe pivot away from the draft a little bit. I feel like I'd be doing my listeners a disservice if I didn't bring up the fact that y'all are two wins away from your first NBA championship. So just give us a brief like preview over what you to expect for Saturday's Game 5, Tuesday's Game 6. What do you think the Suns have to do? in order to come out of this series hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy. Yeah, so it just comes down to home court. You got to protect your court, and both teams have done that so far. Um, I think this is going seven, and it's going to be a classic. So uh, it's going to be a little tough for me to like get as invested as I normally am for the draft with it being such a short turnover. Um, but hopefully it's after a championship because it'll just be depressing to talk about the draft like two days after like game seven. So... Um, yeah, I just think the Chris Paul needs to step up. Obviously, he had a rough night and he's playing a little banged up, but really looking forward to to this game five. Anyone want to throw out a Bucks theory championship? Why the Bucks win the championship? Just to counter what uh, Brandon has said. Anyone think the Bucks are going to win this series? I want to hear. I, it. I think they're going to win this series. Oh, Mike, you're a hater. But okay, go ahead. Why am I a hater? Because I don't know. You're just you're just a hater. I just think but. the Bucks are going to win. I think they got momentum on their side, and I think Chris Paul is hurt more than he's leading on. I got Bucks in seven. Bucks in I seven. I will take the Bucks. All right. So maybe the Bucks are a little bit more of a popular pick than I thought. I still have Suns in four. I don't know about y'all. Um, I, I've always been Suns in four. I just want to. I just want to make that very clear. Um, and I do think Chris Paul is going to uh, have his hero moment, just like he did in Houston. You know, the thing is, like, Chris Paul has not let the moment get the better of him, at least in the last couple of years. I do think um, 2019 was a bit of a an outlier, but and and ever but ever since he blew a 3-1 lead to the Rockets in 2015, you know, Chris Paul has been able to rise to the occasion, I feel like, every time. So this is obviously the biggest moment. And he hasn't faced a moment as big as this, but I hope that that it it comes true. And I hope I hope the Suns win for Chris Paul's sake. I really do. Um, and Suns in four as always. But um, now let, let's go back to our our draft talk here. Uh, I'm going to go to Stone here with with the Lakers. So you took Trey Mann. Uh, that was probably a guy that the Rockets were going to look at at 23 or 24. Uh, but also the Lakers have been, you know, tied in a lot of talks. I feel like. The Lakers are always tied into trade talks uh, when it comes to a draft pick because they're always looking to buy. And especially after their disappointing season they had, they're definitely looking to upgrade the roster. They're not looking to really rebuild at this point. What do you think the chances are that they trade this pick? And what do you like about Trey Mann? And do you think that he would be a fit for the Lakers even? Yeah, so I think um, I'm of the belief that if you have a championship caliber team, you should do whatever it takes to maximize it. Um, and I think, you know, maybe there's a 50-50, maybe greater than 50% chance that the Lakers end up moving this pick. 
if it means bringing in more established talent that can help them uh, year from from this year, because depending depending upon uh, Ricky is hard to hard to do most years. Uh, that said, I have Trey Mann top eight, so much higher than a lot of people. Uh, I think he has one of the best pull-up gravity shots in this game. Um, the Lakers really need that. They need somebody that can create their own shot, uh, and I think he provides that for them. Um, and he, you know, he has the touch and the floaters. Uh, doesn't exactly put a lot of rim pressure on, but he's one of the best entry passers in this class, which could help for uh, pairing him alongside Anthony Davis. So I really like the fit there, and I just like the talent. So uh, Chris made it easy too because I was going to take Kai Jones if not because he's like top five on my board. But yeah, I'll take Trey Man. <laughs> 100%. And another Trey that came in the late first round is Trey Murphy with the Jazz. Leaf, feel free to uh, expand on why you made this pick at 30 for the Jazz. Well, I think first and foremost, he's got a very high potential, and he's not necessarily seen as a swing prospect. Uh, he's long, athletic, very good defensively and shoots at a very high clip. He fits a need, but also has long-term potential. And I think he's safer than a couple of the potential swing picks you could have taken in like Brandon Boston or Josh Primo, JT Thor. And I think he's the best prospect available with a pretty high ceiling and a pretty high floor. Yeah, all three of those guys that you just mentioned outside of him you're, are probably going to go within, if we were to continue this, which there is talk about maybe doing a two-round mock uh, before the NBA draft. We're still working towards that. But, uh, yeah, all three of those guys, you know, could go as high as maybe like 18 or 19, I feel. Uh, so, like, this draft, I feel, is at least in this range, it's very it's very much anyone can go and it can, it, and it can fit. Either way, because these, this is a very talented class, at least in this position. I think this is where the draft is won, at least this draft, is who is going to take these guys in the late 20s that is going to you know, be those role guys that are going to not necessarily be superstars someday, but they're going to assist in helping these superstars become the best version of themselves. I want to now tr- uh, talk over with Bryce um, with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, we know that the Nets don't have a lot of picks coming up after this season. So they do have the first-round pick this year, similar to the Clippers having their pick this year. But after after this year, they're, they're basically barren at this point. So, Bryce, what do you think about the possibility of the Nets trading out of this pick and possibly acquiring future assets, considering they don't have that many moving forward after this year? Uh, I feel like it's very likely, only because um, you see that Nets team that the the Nets have right now, that team is pretty stacked with Harden and, and, and Irvin and Durant and Griffin. You, you guys get the point. But um, the team is pretty stacked already. Um, pretty much probably is going to like, if they're going to use the pick, it's going to be a, a pick to fill in some pieces for like, maybe guys that won't be coming back next season. But um, I think that is very likely that the Nets might end up trading the first round pick that they have. I could see a lot of teams wanting to trade into that to maybe get their specific guy so that they don't end up, you know, falling. But at the same time, a lot of these guys have very similar value at this point. So I can see Brooklyn making this pick. Um, but all, at the same time, I think the chances of them trading this pick are just about as likely. Um, I do want to now get to CT over with Denver. You took Josh Christopher, a guy that I really, really like. Uh, we've, we've talked about him a lot on the podcast, but 
Josh Christopher, what does he do for Denver? I feel like that is an interesting fit for him. I don't think he would play that much in Denver, to be honest, because you got uh, Austin Rivers, Campazzo, Monty Morris. You're hoping that Jamal Murray is going to be back next year. That is a very deep point guard rotation. I'm not 100% sure all of those guys are probably coming back, which is maybe why you made this selection. So uh, explain how Josh Christopher fits into this Denver offense. Yeah, I just think for for Josh Christopher, I think, um, you know, at Arizona State, he was tasked with being, you know, one of the main uh, focal points of the offense. And if he comes into Denver, I feel like he can kind of, uh, you know, have less pressure on him with Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. next year. And uh, the Nuggets gave up R.J. Hampton in the Aaron Gordon uh, trade. And he was one of their uh, younger uh, pieces of the core uh, at the guard spot. So uh, the Nuggets had a bunch of injuries last year at the guard rotation. You know, they started Faku, Composo, and Rivers in the playoffs. So I just feel like as as a depth piece, and, and I think he has actually uh, some pretty high upside, you know, as far as a pick in the late 20s as well. So I think Tim Connolly, that's a, that's a pretty much a Tim Connolly pick, you know, someone with high upside who, who kind of slips in the draft. So I just think uh, someone who's, you know, pretty athletic, uh, versatile defensively, a, a shot maker and get his own shot. I just think the Nuggets were lacking that in the playoffs. So if they could add uh, someone like Josh Christopher to the mix. I feel like that'd be a really good value pick at, at 26. Yeah, I, I do too. I think he's a value pick at any position in the 20s. I think that he's a guy that can, you know, I think he could go as high as 17 of the Grizzlies, to be honest. I think that he has that kind of range in the draft. But I want to get to our main event, our Houston Rockets here. Um, and I, I want Dan to kind of help with this from Philly because he spoke so highly of Kessler Edwards. So Kessler Edwards went 23. Uh, to the Rockets with the, with the selection of Michael Brown. But, Dan, um, we haven't talked a whole lot of Kessler Edwards. I want to get your opinion on him before I, I ask Mike his. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I'm just a really big fan of Kessler's. I haven't thought of his fit with many other teams besides the Sixers, obviously, since I'm covering them. Uh, I did a big podcast with a draft Twitter legend himself, P.D. Webb, uh, about a week ago on him. It's just Kessler basically has – Shot 140% from three on a very good volume of attempts on and like not standstill shots. Like he can shoot off of movement, especially running to his right. And he's done that for three straight years. He's about six eight in shoes and defensively, like as a scheme defender, he's basically a, like gives you exactly what you want. Hands are always up, does not miss rotations, can switch between like probably positions one and a half through four, or even to like, like he's very switchable and like just scheme versatile. And you can basically plug him into, I think, any scenario. He's probably going to shoot it very well. People might doubt the shot because it does look funky. Kind of like he hunches over, like, his toes with his back. Like, he's just, like, leaning forward, and then he kicks his legs weirdly. But I always compare it to, like, that scene in Moneyball where um, they talk about Chad Bradford, the pitcher, who, like, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball, but they don't know him what's to sign him because he looks funny. And I kind of feel like Kessler gets underrated, especially as a shooter, just because it looks kind of weird. <laughs> even though he's shot basically just excellent for three straight years on not super easy shots. I think he's basically, you can plug him in as a wing, a low usage, high efficiency guy on, on like both ends of the floor. And he'll just, he'll positively impact winning them. I guess the more I talk about it, I w would say I, maybe there's some concern with the Rockets just because, I mean, the Rockets are obviously building from like square, uh, step zero or like ground zero right now. So, and he does seem like a player's more, probably a little more, slanted towards like going to a really good team right now and like you don't have to ask him to do anything besides 
play great defense and shoot the heck out of the ball. So I maybe the fit concerns me a little bit there, specifically the Rockets, but I do think he's just generally a very good player. Yeah, go check out go check out Dan's podcast with PD Webb on, on Kessler Edwards to get more clarity. But Mike, uh, he just set you right up. So anything else you want to add about Kessler Edwards that you've seen? Yeah, two things. Uh, number one, I've had my eye on this guy for a while. We haven't talked about it on the Rocket Show because I can't give everything away on the oh, SB, okay. you know, keep, on the, yeah, keep, keep close to the vest. Yeah, the the thing that I want to touch on with what Daniel said is that with this Rockets team, he would be a plug and play type of guy. A lot of the points that are going to be scored are going to be by Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, and Christian Wood. You need his size. I think the Rockets could benefit, I should say, from his size greatly. Um, and to be fair, right before this draft board was not good for the Rockets, in my opinion, because right before this, Usman Garuba and Kai Jones both got taken. And both of those guys would be guys I would look to possibly take instead of these two that I did take. Um, so that was a factor in my picks, but I'm still very high on Edwards uh, and my next pick as well. See, I think that Kessler Edwards, um, I think like if you went or actually I'll say this. I don't think you would have taken Kessler Edwards if the Rock if we were doing trades because you probably would have tried to trade up once you realized that Garuba and Kai Jones were falling. I don't yep. think Garuba and Kai Jones are going to fall as much as they did today, but that's you know why we do this exercise because you know they we bring up things that we never really thought were even possible. You know Kessler Edwards, to be honest, has not been mocked a whole lot in first rounds, so I'm glad that you brought it up. It gave us this talking point. And honestly, like I'm sold. If, if the Rockets get Kessler Edwards, I'm, I'm buying a Kessler Edwards Jersey. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> okay. I, so, I don't know if I would go that far yet, but I know love, you're probably yeah. buying a Dayron Sharp Jersey though, considering how yep. much you've gassed him up on the last episode. And then today picking him hit 24. So any thoughts on Dayron Sharp that you haven't already shared? Yeah. The two guys for me here were JT Thorne, Dayron Sharp. The deciding factor to me was Dayron Sharp is a little bit bigger than JT Thor. Uh, he's 6'11 versus JT Thor is 6'9, 6'10. But his his body frame, in my eyes, is so much more NBA ready than JT Thor. Uh, JT Thor came in at about 205 pounds, Dayron Sharp at 265. I think if they can lean Dayron Sharp out a little bit, get him a little bit quicker, I think he can be a man in the middle type guy next to Christian Wood uh, for the Rockets for years to come. All right, I think that's that's all we've got. Is there anyone that's still on stage here that has any final thoughts that they'd like to share about their pick, about their team, potential trades? Floor is yours, guys. Yeah, I just want to touch on to your point earlier just about the back end of the draft. I think it's pretty strong. Like, obviously, the top tier, uh, there's a little bit of a drop-off after that, but I think you make a really good point. Just the, the back half of the first round is where the draft can be won. And uh, it's going to be good teams picking there anyways. So pretty happy just that the Suns are back picking there instead of taking Jalen Smith at number 10. Because uh, James Jones' draft board will probably be whoever he wants. will just fall to him at 29 that he'd probably take at 10. So yeah. it works out pretty well. Thank, thank you, Brandon, for that. And Sun, Suns in how many before you go off? Suns in six. Let's go. Suns in six? No, that's the wrong. Suns in four is the right answer. <laughs> Always the right answer, Suns in four. But uh, thank you. Thank you to everyone that came up. I'm going to send everyone back down and wrap up the show with my co-pilot, Michael Brown. This was a fun show, Mike. I'm really happy with how it turned out. Dude, thank you for, for helping put it all together. I This is a lot of fun, man. I mean, a lot of really, really talented basketball minds all getting together to talk hoops. 
is the perfect way to end a work week. Absolutely. I made, look, I made zero of the picks tonight. This is not possible without everyone that, that came on. So I'm going to briefly go over everyone that uh, helped today and, and was part of this uh, in alphabet and in, in order of their, in their team. So Akeel Hollingsworth with the Detroit Pistons, see Michael Brown with the Houston Rockets, Evan Damarell with the Cleveland Cavaliers, Esfandi Arbarahaney with the Toronto Raptors, uh, Richard Mavsdraft with the Magic, Ryland Stiles with the Thunder and the Clippers. Uh, we have Hie Makuro from 24-Hour Media with the Warriors, Brendan Nunez uh, with the Kings. We have Shamit Dua with the Pelicans, Lee Lee Brascom with the Lee Branscom, excuse me, with the Hornets, Noah Maguero George with the Spurs, Mark Schindler with the Pacers. We have uh, Wayne Cole with the Wizards, Sean Coleman with the Grizzlies. Chris LeBron with the Knicks, uh, Simon Rath with the Hawks, Stone Hansen with the Lakers. We have C.T. Fazio with the Nuggets, Bryce Warner with the Nets, Dan Olinger with the Sixers. We've got our guy Brandon Zona uh, from the Suns, and then we have Leaf Thulin with the Jazz. Thank you guys so much for being part of this, and thank you, the listener, for tuning in, whether you listen to us live here on Spotify Green Room or whether you're listening to us on demand on your podcast app of choice. We'll be back next week with more draft talk as we are less than two weeks away from the NBA draft. The hope is that we come back together again with most of our guys here, with team, with other experts that only have picks in the second round to come together and do a two-round mock trades galore, and hopefully that'll happen. But I will say I am going out of town in a couple of days, so uh, hopefully we can find time to squeeze that in. Maybe we'll do it. Uh, in the next couple of days before I go out of town. But uh, I'm super, super grateful for everyone to get to be part of this. And yeah, I guess this is a good place to park the rocket ship. Thank you guys so much. Uh, feel free to follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown at BSW podcast underscore MB. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. You can follow the Dream Take on Twitter at the Dream Take. And you can follow the Dream Shake on Twitter at DreamShakeSBN. Be sure to head to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets at SBNation.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode. And until next time, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.